Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Greg Prince brings the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly. I am always on the lookout for interesting things going on in our parishes, and uh, I got a double reward this week, at least for me on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Uh, I found an interesting thing going on in one of our parishes, a series of things, actually. And uh, part of the show today, we're going to be talking appropriately enough at this particular weekend, the end of the year of mercy. That is the next Topic. In fact, if you're uh, if you didn't download the podcast early and you're listening on Sunday, uh, it's taking place tomorrow. So kind of short notice for that one. But uh, Our Lady of Pompeii Parish has a, a speaker series uh, that, that they're doing all this year, and um, uh, we have two guests on uh, joining us in the second half of the program, Deacon Bill Hines will be along. He is doing the presentation on uh, the end of the year of mercy and kind of where do we go from here. So we'll talk to him a little bit about that, kind of a preview of uh, uh, what Our Lady of Pompeii is doing uh, with their series. Uh, joining us right now, though, the temporary administrator currently of Our Lady of Pompeii, also responsible for uh, formation in the permanent diaconate program, Deacon Greg Fury, who's also been on the program before. Nice to have you back. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, so tell us about the uh, about the series. What are you calling it? Uh, Where did the idea come from? Well, the series is called the Monthly Faith Enrichment Series, and it came to us uh, in a brainstorming session with our staff back in the spring. We asked ourselves the question: What could we do for the people of Our Lady of Pompeii to help enrich their faith, to maybe answer questions uh, that they might have inside themselves? So we thought to ourselves, well, what better way than to bring in some folks from the outside to help us reflect on where we are in our faith lives? No rhyme or reason as to why we chose who we chose in any kind of thematic way, but rather we said, let's maybe a popcorn approach to uh, get folks to thinking about their faith life. Um, So we started the series off back in September with Bishop Gross coming to see us and talk to us about Mary and the life of the church. Well, it's good to start at the top, right? Get a bishop right in there out of the gate, right? Very, yeah. very, 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 very good on our part for sure, yes, yes. And we just came off of uh, a little talk by Monsignor Fred Lysing uh, about Catholics and voting with the upcoming election, a very, very popular talk. Actually, we had about 200 people that attended the talk itself. Yeah, perfect. Uh, now, I already uh, kind of let the cat out of the bag this month, uh, tomorrow, actually, for our radio listeners. Uh, you know, Deacon Bill will be uh, addressing kind of the end of the uh, year of mercy. Um, and I, I was going to ask you, you, you kind of um, pointed to it already, though. Uh, you know, yeah, did you have a certain theme in Mind so this isn't going to be like a, a Bible study. You don't have to show up to every one, or you're going to miss the whole boat at the end, right? I mean, people can kind of just come in as they please. That's precisely what we didn't want to have okay. happen. Yeah, we correct. didn't want to have people have to commit for the ten different yeah. parts of the series that they could come and go with what would uh, be good for them. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's great. Um, uh, give us just an idea of some of the other things you're going to cover as the year goes on. Well, we've got uh, a deacon, Deacon Dave Rotterman, who will be speaking to us about Advent. Uh, He calls his talk, It's Not Just a Countdown to Christmas. So we're looking forward to hearing what we might do to prepare for Christmas during that Advent season. Uh, We've got a husband and wife team coming in in January to talk about spirituality. Spirituality 
of women, spirituality of men, and also marital spirituality. Uh, we've got another speaker in the series that's going to come and talk to us about praying with religious art, specifically with icons. Uh, we're going to cap off the whole series with a parish potluck, a little uh, hot dog roast. Um, everybody brings a dish to pass, and we're going to hear some Christian music uh, from the Ford family uh, who've been around the diocese uh, quite a bit. Right. A big part of this whole thing for us is our Lenten uh, retreat that's also part of this. I'm excited about the fact that it's four parishes that are coming together to do this Lenten retreat. Um, ourselves, Our Lady of Pompeii, St. Mary's on the Hill in Lancaster, uh, Blessed Mother Teresa, and St. Martha's uh, in uh, in Depew. Excited about having Frankie Runyon come out and, and do his thing that he's done in other parishes around here. Um, well, one that I forgot that's probably a good one we should mention too is during the Lenten season, we'll have a layman come out and talk to us about what Jesus went through physically uh, during that time of his passion and death. Oh, now that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, you got the bases covered. You're covering mm-hmm. a lot of ground there and uh, whatever else. Now, are they all basically around the same time every uh Well, we're running them on days? Monday nights. Okay. Um, a couple of them we try to stick to like the second Monday of the month, but sometimes speaker schedules or pair sure. schedule. But okay. folks can, uh, can rely on it being on a Monday night. Um, and we have – we put the word out to wherever we can – with when they're happening in enough time so folks can can uh, adjust their schedules if they need to. Uh, now, I know you have a website that people can look at, too, because that's where I did my research for the show, folks. So <laughs> you can go. Uh, in fact, if you just Google Our Lady of Pompeii Lancaster, it's going to be the first thing that comes up. I can mm-hmm. tell you that. Uh, uh, two, um, I do not remember the initials, though, for the site. It's olpparish.com. See, it's that simple. That simple. You know, mm-hmm. this is what happens when we rely on Google all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember websites anymore. Deacon Greg Fury is joining us from Our Lady of Pompeii talking about their Faith Enrichment series, of which there'll be uh, one tomorrow night if uh, something's piqued your interest and you want to hear about where we go from here at the end of the Year of Mercy. We certainly would invite you to go out to uh, Our Lady of Pompeii tomorrow night. If you're a radio listener, Monday night, uh, and uh, Deacon Bill Hines, who's going to join us in a moment, will be uh, talking about that very topic. How do people find you uh, if they're looking for Our Lady of Pompeii? Our Lady of Pompeii is located on Laverack Avenue uh, in Lancaster. So if you throw that into your GPS or into Google Maps, it'll bring you right to us. Okay. And we'll we'll actually be in the church uh, proper. Good. Yeah, I, yeah. You have a number of different spaces and halls that you use. I know mm-hmm. over there. I've been to been to meetings and events over there before. So uh, that's good to know that you'll be right there in the church. Also, a conscious decision on the part of the series to be in the church. Well, space. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly was. Some of them are more um, conducive to be in the church space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some more conducive to be in our ministry center. But by and large. Uh, most of them happening in the church. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, that's a very active parish over there. And I, uh, you, you mentioned the that you're kind of getting together for your retreat with the other parishes in Lancaster, which we're seeing more of. Uh, my own parish, St. John the Twenty Third in West Seneca, we're sharing religious ed now with fourteen holy helpers. It, it's just such a better use of of resources, you know, in terms of being able to to collaborate more. That's kind of where we're going. Right as a, mm-hmm. as a church, we want to kind of break down those walls, get to know our neighbors a little bit, right? Absolutely. Last year we uh, did the retreat uh, also with a number of parishes, 
And uh, got to admit that some were a little bit skeptical about whether it might work or not. But once we got into it, we thought, wow, what a great thing to bring people together, not just from our own parish, but from parishes around us as well, that you get a number of people in then who can listen and who can converse with the speaker and with each other just makes for a much better experience, I think, for people. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And, and again, I started to say it's very active parish over there. What other kinds of things do you do throughout the the course of the year? Yeah, we have a, a lot of different activities. When we count for ourselves the ministries that occur at Our Lady of Pompeii, we count over 50 different ministries that we're involved with. Uh, some of the big ones that we have, we have a bereavement uh, group called Grief Share, where we bring together folks who have experienced loss in the last year or so or and they get together for uh, discussion, for uh, just to be able to get things off of their chest and on the table to find out that, hey, I'm not in this alone. And very successful number of people that come to that in a big way and very proud of that happening. We have a, a few adult ed things that we do uh, for folks too. Currently, we're running the Catholicism series by Bishop Barron. Um, where folks get together and watch one of the episodes. And again, some discussion that goes along with that. Uh, The Catholicism series is all about what are the basics of the faith. And even if we're lifelong Catholics, it's good to touch back at the roots, the basics that we are. I'm I'm continually amazed. I mean, obviously, I get a lot of guests uh, through the studio here. I continue to be stunned by what I don't know. You Mm -hmm. know, I've been doing this 25 years, and there's always something new to learn. Absolutely, absolutely. We also host the, uh, we have a commandery of the Knights of St. John that are in our parish that meet monthly. Uh, the Frasati group, which is a young adults group, meets uh, at our parish as well. So we got things going for the young adults. Uh, I'm excited about the fact that we have uh, hired a youth minister at our parish to kind of restart uh, the activity of youth uh, in our parish. We've been without a youth minister for about a year. But great things happening with uh, with the kids in the parish through the uh, youth minister. Uh, uh, terrific. Like I said at the beginning of the program here, I always like to hear what's going on in the parishes and, and let people know and uh, you know all the all the good things that are going on around. So it's, it's great to kind of have you in here today and talk a, a little bit about that. So um, so we've got uh, tomorrow night the Faith Enrichment Series. Uh, what time are you starting? 7 p.m. in the church. In the church. Okay. And how about the just for folks who maybe, ah, I can't make that one. I might like to go to the next one. How about the Advent one in uh, December? The Advent one is on December 12th. That too is a Monday. That also will be in the church and they all have a 7 o'clock start. Okay. Terrific. Deacon Greg Fury, who is currently the uh, temporary administrator at Our Lady of Pompeii Parish in Lancaster and also responsible for the formation of uh, our permanent diaconate program, which you've been on to talk about before. And, uh, you know, I got to get you in and uh, talk more about that because it's always good to to, uh, to plug the diaconate. Uh, Deacon Greg, thanks for being with us. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, now our, our mutual friend will be uh, stepping in here to, to take the microphone in just a short moment. Deacon Bill Hines, he's going to be the presenter tomorrow night talking about the end of the year of mercy and kind of where do we go from here. I'm interested to hear that myself. A little teaser for the Our Lady of Pompeii Faith Enrichment Series when we continue in a moment here on Western New York Catholic Weekly. Make your voice heard. Join the Catholic Action Network and speak out in support of the poor and vulnerable, the sick and elderly, the unborn, families and children. Sign up online at nyscatholic.org and click on Join the Network. That's nyscatholic.org. 
and visit the New York State Catholic Conference's Legislative Action Center. Read alerts on important legislative issues and email your state representative. Stay informed and strengthen the Catholic voice in New York. You'll find it all at nyscatholic.org. That's nyscatholic.org. Welcome back to Western New York Catholic Weekly. I'm Greg Prince, and as promised from the beginning of the program, beyond the year of mercy, which is wrapping up as we speak, hard to believe Advent uh, is upon us with the um, inevitable secular Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas shopping season and all those kinds of things, um, perhaps an especially good time of year to try to be merciful and to help us do that uh, with some of the suggestions that he's actually going to be sharing uh, tomorrow night at the uh, presentation at Our Lady of Pompeii, Deacon Bill Hines. Uh, Deacon Bill, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to it. I've worked with Deacon Bill for a while on uh, on uh, committees with uh, the Office of Evangelization and uh, Dennis Mahaney um, here in our Catholic Center. In fact, you're going to be joining that uh, office uh, fairly soon here, Very right? Very soon. First Sunday of Advent uh, is the transfer date, as it were. I got you. Okay. So uh, currently you've been uh, ministering at St. Benedict. You're also um, teaching 11th graders, God bless you, at uh, St. Joe's Collegiate. I always call it I'm on the front lines of Mother Church. <laughs> That's right. That, well, you might be in a unique place to talk about then uh, what do we do beyond this year it's of got to be merciful as a teacher. I've had that thought many times. <laughs> Practicing it every day. Yeah, there you go. Um, but, but, I mean, let, so let's get into that thought. First of all, well, what, um, what's the idea behind the presentation that you're giving at Our Lady of Pompeii? It's a very simple idea. I, I want it to be as practical as possible to give suggestions and reminders. Um, I think uh, people who go to the presentation will notice about half of it is stuff we already do that our head isn't in the game, if I could use that kind of coach's talk, that we maybe don't realize how often we call on God for mercy in various liturgical ways or even private devotions. Well, that's one of the interesting thing. I had a little preview of your um, presentation, and I mean, just the number of times in the Mass that we either pray for or implore God's mercy, um, really, you know, I'll admit it, without even thinking about it. That's right. Yeah, we sometimes I think it's uh, the Catholic problem, I sometimes say. We go on autopilot and we just say the response. We've always said it. And interesting, doing a little research on the liturgical aspect of mercy, how often in the early church this cry went out. It, it was repeated over and over and over again. Some of the earliest writers of the church would say that people would say it without end. They'd say it ceaselessly. Yeah, in some ways, I guess that's not surprising, right? Because you're talking about a uh, in the early church a um, group of people who were facing some level of persecution, born out of a nation of people who faced great persecution, and in many ways continues to. Right. Do so. If we look at the Old Testament story of the Jewish people, um, so again, I, I guess in some ways maybe not surprising that mercy comes to the forefront um, because I guess it's a need we all have, right? That's right, and a community need too. And so they often talk about a chorus or a group of people saying or singing these words, and uh, you know the the fact that the Greek words for it, Kyrie eleison, come into the Latin 
church into the Latin rite from Jerusalem. It's just a kind of fascinating thing that it's a group think. It wasn't just individuals, but the persecuted people of the early church um, and, and this way of addressing God. And I always think the ancient Christian belief and Pope Francis saying the name of God is mercy tied together. Because that was the way they called on God almost automatically. They realized without it being said as clearly as Pope Francis did that God's name is mercy uh, and that they need to call out to him. And really kind of uh, that notion certainly has been um, ongoing throughout this year of mercy with regard to Pope Francis, but in many ways, the fulfillment to what John Paul II had kind of started with kind of reinstating the devotion of divine mercy and canonizing St. Faustina and kind of bringing that back into um, the fabric of church life. So, I mean, there there are um, – we've been talking about the Mass, but there are certainly many other prayerful ways sure. that we pray mercy. That's right. For example, the Divine Mercy Chaplet is, you know, uniquely East meets West, and that's one of the points I'll make because Poland and its unique uh, geographical location uh, is familiar with the – Byzantine rites, for example, and the Trisagion, the holy God, holy mighty, holy immortal, have mercy on on us. Such an ancient and important part of the Byzantine rites of the Catholic Church and, of course, the Orthodox Church. And uh, It's beautiful to see that devotion melding these two things, used on the very Western prayer beads of the rosary, and yet with very Byzantine uh, Eastern spirituality all the way through it. And unlike the, um, and certainly you can, if you're not familiar with uh, Divine Mercy Chaplet, easily to, easy to find online. I mean, exactly. you can Google that, you'll find uh, how that is uh, prayed and done. But um, really, a very fast. Unlike the Rosary, which is a little bit more um, labored, asking for a little bit more reflection deliberately. Um, uh, the, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, something you can pray pretty quickly. Sure. You know, in the car or wherever you are. That's right. And it fits that uh, typical Catholic devotion of having body and soul together. You know, we're, we're often involving our body, whether it's as simple as bowing or using beads or holy water. It very much shows our Jewish roots uh, practicality. But as you were speaking, I'm thinking also of the Jesus prayer, which is even a quicker kind of uh, prayer. Right, certainly. Uh, and uh, one that I'm deeply dedicated to. It's probably my personal favorite devotion and uh, the presentation will will deal with the history of that and introduce that that's less widely known I think among Roman Catholics uh, unless they have Byzantine background but a very ancient one goes back to the 300s 400s in uh, the Desert Fathers for example uh, for people not familiar or not aware that we call this the Jesus prayer quickly uh, what uh... Lord Jesus Christ Son of God have mercy on me a sinner I there you go. Everything wrapped up in a <laughs> nutshell, a, right? That's my <laughs> favorite paragraph. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Deacon Bill Hines is uh, joining us. He's uh, presenting uh, at Our Lady of Pompeii. Uh, actually, tomorrow night, if you're our uh, radio listeners, if you didn't get an early download of the uh, podcast, still time, 7 o'clock, Our Lady of Pompeii on Laverick Avenue in uh, Lancaster, Monday night. Um, so, so you're a teacher. Let's do a little evaluation. Let's back up to... Prior to last Advent, um, 
Pope Francis announces this year of mercy that we're going to celebrate. He's going to open these holy doors uh, in, in, at the Vatican and we in our diocese and in dioceses all over the world have had our own holy doors, including our cathedral. In fact, Father Peter Calabrese was on from Our Lady of Fatima Shrine talking about the holy doors there, uh, Our Lady of Victory Basilica as well throughout the course of the year. So we've celebrated this whole year of mercy. So what were we supposed to be doing and how well did we do it, I guess? <laughs> well, that's tough. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to give the church a grade. Yes, that's right. There you go. Uh, I think it, it went very well. I'll just speak for our diocese because that I, I know a little bit better. I, I think the amount of interest uh, in the topic was, was quite good, at least in the, the parishes that I'm familiar with, my parish and elsewhere. We've preached on it. We installed the image of the divine mercy in our parish. So people are very conscious of it. I think perhaps uh, the biblical study of it, maybe I'd give it a B if I had to grade <laughs> it. Uh, even though the motto of the year of mercy was to be merciful like the Father, quoting from Luke's gospel. I don't know if that play, in fact, the, the song for the Year of Mercy um, may not have been as popular as, as people would have liked, but that, that uses the great Hillel psalm from the Old Testament. Uh, Give thanks to the Lord for his mercy endures forever. And it just repeats over and over again in that psalm. Clearly was meant to be back and forth an antiphonal psalm. So I think that would be if I could personally add something to it, I think that rediscovery of mercy in the Psalms and in the gospel and remembering to be merciful like the Father means we're brothers and sisters. So that kind of communal aspect, uh, I think the devotional stuff kind of played up more than maybe the um, community at large. Well, I, with regard to your presentation, that kind of presents an opportunity, right, as we look beyond this year of mercy. So where do we go? What ought we be doing? That's right. Uh, all kinds of uh, suggestions are offered for the continuation of it, both as prayer, liturgical and devotional, but also as acts of mercy, uh, acts of mercy that perhaps parishes could institute. I mean, you have the individuals doing work, but there's suggestions in the presentation that prison ministry, for example, uh, one of the acts of mercy is to visit those who are imprisoned. Um, that might be a great opportunity for many parishes to start that type of ministry. It could be as simple as writing cards or Kairos retreat ministries, for example. So uh, I want to hope, hopefully inspire people not only individually but to work collectively as brothers and sisters. Um, any personal goals for yourself as we go beyond the year of mercy, besides uh, in your classroom. <laughs> so that's, that's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of the problems, I suppose, with deacons and, and priests, if we're at many liturgies on the weekend, yeah. to, to just, it, it, in a way, it's a challenge and an opportunity uh, to practice what I'm preaching. You know, like, am I listening to it? Uh, sometimes you're so conscious of, I got to do this next thing that, that my head's not in the game. And uh, so... Well, and you've said it just three times in a row, for example, yep. on a Sunday morning, and yep. you, you know, it you, it becomes repetitive. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. And it, you know, one of the things I love so deeply about Catholicism, it's this huge banquet. There's so many different things to focus on at any one mass, for example. But uh, you know, when we say, for example, Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. 
am I thinking about that or am I just thinking, all right, there's the Lamb of God. We have to say it now. So I have to drill down in my focus as well. Uh, good advice for uh, all of us, I think, as uh, we go beyond the year of mercy. Deacon Bill Hines uh, joining us, presenting tomorrow night at Our Lady of Pompeii. We wish you the best with that tomorrow. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for being with us today. Uh, Deacon Bill is going to actually be joining us uh, down here in the Catholic Center, although I heard uh, – um, uh, I believe it was it was Bishop Malone say uh, earlier this week, as a matter of fact, um, you know, um, something like the Department of Evangelization probably shouldn't be in the Catholic Center anyway. It should be out <laughs> doing go. stuff, right? That's... I, I don't plan to be in the building <laughs> right. too much. There right. you go. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we wish you the best with that as well. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, thanks for all your ministry at St. Benedict's and your great work with uh, the boys at uh, St. Joe's. Uh, as always, if you're looking for more information about the programs here, you you can go to wnycatholic.org and look for the radio uh, tab on the side, or you can go to buffalodiocese.org where they're under news and media as well. All of our other podcasts are there, so uh, if you're listening on the air, you want to hear something that we talked about again today, go visit our podcast page. I'm Greg Prince. I'll be back with you next week. You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly, produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo, with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. Call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. 